the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Go up for work tomorrow. For the next couple of days. For a week. A couple of months. A year. How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to HoustonPassiveIncome.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's HoustonPassiveIncome.com. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Those powerful words spoken by Abraham Lincoln over 150 years ago are a stern warning for the United States today. The U.S. Constitution and the rule of law are under attack now more than ever before. A radical agenda by the far left is destroying the bedrock of this great nation. We must protect conservative ideals with our votes and in our homes. This is AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about savings, investments, and your retirement. And our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's save aggressively and invest conservatively. And I think we. Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. We're one of Houston's more popular financial radio shows. Been on the air for 15 years now. Seems like a long time, and uh, really working in in in, in talking and building, uh, helping people build up wealth. Our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And, and that starts out with, with working through your, your 401k plan, your, your 43B, your 457, all these, these uh, savings plans that help you automatically save money for retirement. I mean, that's one of the key things is really you want to make this as, as automatic as possible. I mean, really, I, I think that's one of the real keys in dealing with this is it, it Whatever you could do to simplify your savings program, the more likely it is. I mean, some people can have very complex programs. Most people can't. 
Yeah, or they get these very complex programs. They follow through for a couple months, and then they, they, they it breaks down. By keeping it very simple, putting away 10% minimum plus the company match, uh, you're, you're able to build up wealth. Once you get into your 50s, if you're behind schedule, that's the time to, to, to boost up those savings, to increase them. Uh, in your 50s and early 60s, that's when people tend to make the most money. They tend to have most of their expenses paid off. They got the kids out of school or close to being out of school. Uh, and, and so it lets you really start putting away uh, quite a bit more wealth. And, and so use those opportunities and, and understand uh, really, you know, what, what you're there for. I, you know, I, I looked at, I came across some interesting uh, different ideas, and, 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 and you know, on savings and stuff, is is really it, it, it's surprising how many of them use the same thing. I began putting away ten percent of my paycheck, uh, and then you want to get the the the, the extra uh, uh, saving you're matching with it, and, and, and I bumped it up to fifteen percent. You know, another person said that, and uh, you know, it, it, it's it, it's. But you, you've got to start somewhere, and you've got to keep it pretty simple. Uh, you know, it, it seems like this is – I believe the 401K plans, the four, these different companies, uh, you know, 43B, the, it depends on what type of, uh, of where you work. But these are the most successful wealth-building uh, programs the country's ever seen. Uh, you, they let you grow the money tax-free, which is a huge deal. Uh, you know, we've talked on this show for years about one of the biggest secrets to Warren Buffett the world's greatest investor is is he's he's brilliant at at at, at tax uh, manipulation and tax saving and tax efficiency. You know, for all the talk of you know I pay less than my my uh, my secretary in taxes. Well, that's because you're always come up with one tax scheme after another to avoid taxes, Warren. But but but. But he understood that when he first started out, he he bought an insurance company because he realized he could, he could compound his money tax free in the insurance company because of all the advantages of of, of owning an insurance company. It, it, look, the government gives you that; they give you the one thing that Warren Buffett was so desperate to get that that I mean, I remember one time Warren Buffett. I, I want to say it was Gino's Pizza. He sold Gino's Pizza, but he came up. I think he would only take stock in Kraft or one of the other companies because there was no way he was going to pay taxes uh, on the sale of the Geno's on the pizza company. And, 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 but, but the government gives you that program in a 401k, a 403b, 457, these different savings. You, you, can, you can buy, sell stocks, you can make a bunch of money in it, and then you can sell it, and you don't pay taxes. Now, that what they say is, look, when you get out at the end for retirement, you've got to pay the taxes. But that's what Warren Buffett fought his entire life for, was to be able to grow his money tax-free, and the government get, hands you it on a silver platter. And so take advantage of these, these situations uh, overall. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to just touch base on. Wall Street Journal had an interesting article about, and this is something I'm not quite as, you know, our kids are long, are out of the house, and but... Uh, they talk about my my uh, my my niece and nephew are in town, and and it became increasingly clear that this was a good idea to talk about. But it, it's uh, a lot of parents. The kids play video games, and, and they 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 can buy little things to uh, improve the video game performance and stuff, or buy the video game. And and the parents, so they're coming to their parents. They need a buck or two or three or five dollars for this, that, and everything. And the parents just kind of give it to them. And at the end of the year, some of these parents are finding out they're spending, you know, in some cases, 
at the end of the year, $1,000 at the end of the year. In some cases, the parent, in some cases, the kids would, you know, tell the parent every other game they bought, you know, every other little thing they purchased on there. They're supposed to tell them every time, and they kind of forgot. Other times, they would tell the parent every single time. The parent at the end of the year was still shocked on how much money was spent on the video, on the video games. And and there are some apps uh, to cover this. Apple. There's screen time, but you can have the family setting uh, to monitor on the iPhones to monitor how much uh, how much the kids are spending. Uh, if, if they have their own phone, you can, you can have put up family sharing and enable ask to buy, so you re- receive notifications when they're buying. And, and the same thing with the Google uh, Google Play. Uh, it, it, there's a family family setting on that. Uh, the the uh, the uh, games outside of the family uh, section, you, you can enable authentication to pay as well. And so, you know, a lot of parents don't really know what's going on on their kids' uh, phones or apps, but, but if you set them on family settings and, and, and start out when they're young and really monitor it, it's important because these little spending habits tend to add up. And, and, and so uh, it's the same with all these different games. There's different settings you can use, and, and it's important that, that you set uh, those and, and watch the spending on these games because it can really take off on you, particularly with the pandemic. A lot of kids are home. Well, now they're not home anymore, and, and it's a little harder to monitor them, and, but, but, but there's ways to do it. So by, by, by going back to the simple things, by, by watching out, or watching every penny by putting away at least, you know, the 10%, you know, get it up to 15% or more into your company plans, this is going to be where you need to be for retirement. And, and as I said, uh, the 401k gives you what Warren Buffett spent more time than any other thing he did. His investment strategy was how to minimize taxes. They give it to you on a silver platter. Here, you can make as much money in your IRA. You don't pay any taxes. So you take the money out or your 401k, the different types of programs. Uh, it's tax-free growth. So what? If you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 right here on the Max We have Health Daniel Show. on the phone. Okay. Hello, Daniel. The Max Health Savings Show. Hi, Ted. Uh, this is Daniel. And uh, bottom line, I'm just curious, how are they able to push the price of gold down so quickly this week? Okay, that's a great question, and I wanted to cover that here today. Uh, the simple answer is is that the they they came in and, and there was a lot of there's a lot of people in the commodities overall, and they they've been investing in the commodity section, and, and it looks like if the Fed was going to do something, all of a sudden everyone started selling the whole group, and that kind of fed on itself, and once once the uh, once the uh, the two the the gold stock broke under the two hundred day moving average. It just kind of free fall down. Uh, it really hasn't gone much over the last six moved that much. But the the inflation is coming up. But but the other thing to understand with this as well is it, it, the gold didn't just happen in a vacuum. If you look at the uh, if you look at the at the at the dollar, for instance, the dollar had a huge spike. Let me pull that one up here just a second. The, the dollar had a huge spike up over the last three days, and that's really what dropped the gold. And, and, and there was a lot of people that were massively short the U.S. dollar, a lot of hedge funds, and a lot of hedge funds were short the uh, the 10-year bonds, and they squeezed them. And, and when the Fed came out kind of on, uh, you know. 
How is that supposed to, ahead, bottom line is, how, how does the dollar go up? We're spending money like drunken sailors. I'm like, how does the dollar go up then? Well, I'm not, it, I'm not it's very simple. That. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, it's very simple. What The situation we had is we had a number of very large hedge funds that were short the dollar. And I suspect other people out there as well. And, and what happened is, is when the Fed came out and said, hey, we might tighten a little bit sooner, and the thought was, oh, the inflation is now ending, all of a sudden, you know, everyone's selling the dollar because the Fed is just reckless. They, they've, they've run up their balance sheet uh, about 80, oh, 80, 80%, and they're monetizing the debt. Well, now they're, instead of raising rates at the end of 23, they might do it at the end of 22, and people said, oh, they're going to tighten. But but the, the, the important thing to understand is there's a massive number of people short the dollar. And these people suddenly started to had, had to cover. And they were squeezed because they kept pushing them up on them. And so there was a stampede to, to cover their shorts in the dollar. The dollar, the, the dollar keep in mind, you're looking at it, 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 it basically made up two months of losses in the dollar in three days, okay. which is a huge move. And so gold, people are saying, oh my gosh, the dollar's going up. It's, um, you know, the free ride on gold is over. So they started selling the gold. I'm suspecting a lot of these hedge funds that were short the dollar and short uh, U.S. bonds and the bonds started going against them. Had to, they had to cover. They, they started reducing risk. They started selling gold as well. Thanks very much, Ted. That's great. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't think the moving gold is over at all. Uh, and, and we're going to kind of expand upon that. But, yeah, that, that's the situation, a big drop in, 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 in gold this week. Uh, keep in mind, it's still, it, it's still way up there. I mean, it, 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 it's still looking very good, uh, and, and, and I, this inflation is, is not going to go away like they think at all. Thanks very much, Tim. So, Great explanation. Okay. Good question. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, this is the thing that we have to ask ourselves. Is the inflation over out there? And, and you know, the Fed has now come in. Get, they, they, they signal by, look, by 22, uh, you know, where we can raise rates. And uh, they, they've also been engaged in, in reverse repos, which they've been, they've been taking in huge amounts of money from the banks and giving them treasury, lending them out uh, treasuries to try to give them some income because they've got the rates too low. And this, this is a somewhat of a backdoor type of tightening. But, but I will say it. It, look, I had this discussion with with the uh, congressional staffer uh, the other, earlier this week. It, it, the, the the problem the Fed has is that that their interest rates are at zero, and because they're close to zero, typically it's taken about three hundred to three hundred fifty basis points of Fed funds to slow down the economy. So we got a red hot economy right now. Inflation's out of control. So just the Fed acting and saying they're going to do something. Look, it takes 350 points. Well, if they raise rates to 1% on Fed funds, look, that's, that's lower than it's been probably 95% of the time in the United States over the last 50 years. So it's still ridiculously low. Is anybody going to stop borrowing money? Because instead of borrowing money at 3%, they're having to pay three and three quarters. It's not going to stop anybody when you have five or six, four, about five to six percent inflation. And so typically these things take time. And so I think this was really more of a matter of, 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 of a lot of people were caught on the wrong side of the trade when the, when the Fed did this. And, uh, and so we saw a huge reaction in the dollar and interest rates 
plunged in, in that, that kind of spooked the gold market. Tell you what, we're going to expand upon this some more. Uh, really, where are we going from here right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show? In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investment to your retirement. Look, a lot of action in the market this week. Big drop. This is the biggest drop in a number of months in, in the stock market. How the Fed came out and said that they're they're looking at possibly uh, tightening a little sooner. And uh, you know, so so where are we right now? It it that and I think that 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 that's an interesting question. I, I has everything changed? Has has the inflation scare gone away? And and, and we don't we don't think so at all. Uh, the Fed is still recklessly. Uh, they're still spending 120 billion dollars a month on on bond, which is extraordinary. I mean, given the situation that that in all fairness, we 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 have high inflation. We have a a very strong economy. We're, no uh, companies. I mean, uh, the, travel all across the United States. And the, one of the things, there's a number of things in common, but one of them is almost every single business has a help wanted sign on it. And so you're, if, if you're, if, you know, any rational economist goes, well, why exactly are you buying all these bonds? And there's plenty of money out there. So, so why and interest rates are at record lows, inflation's near record highs, nobody can find workers, and the Fed is going, we need to make sure that people can get employed. There's still 9 million you know, or 20 million people unemployed or whatever the numbers. Well, maybe they're unemployed because you're giving them, uh, you're giving them, uh, 
a uh, unemployment benefit plus $1,200 a month in extra cash. I mean, it, you know, it's a really great deal. We all would love to be sitting around the beach somewhere collecting uh, unemployment checks and bonuses and everything else and not having to work. But, but uh, you know, I, I was I was at uh, uh, you know I, I was uh, traveling some this week in one of our popular restaurants uh, up in New Mexico, uh, Michael's Kitchen. They had a uh, they had a sign up. Look, hey, we have to apologize. We're only at forty percent capacity. Uh, we we were, uh, were unable to find uh, workers because of the uh, COVID uh, employment benefits, and uh, you know we're, we're working very hard to you know make sure everybody's happy. I mean, it, the the other more po- they had another popular restaurant. They got one on the north side of town, one on the south side of town. The one on the north side of town shut down because they have to consolidate because they only have enough workers for the south side of town. And yet the Fed is going, look, we got to make sure we have enough people employed. We can get we can get a minority unemployment down. Well, maybe they're smart and they're not working because they can get a free paycheck. I mean, hello. Uh, but, but, but this is a concern when you have this type of inflation and you have this type of monetary uh, pushing money into the market. And at the same time, you have the highest level of government spending since World War II. I mean, these things all add up to a not a good situation. So if you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. We have Randy on the phone. Okay. Hello, Randy. How are you? Hi, Ted. How are you? Good, good. You had a question for us. Yeah. Uh, this deal we're regarding the Federal Reserve, uh, I, I, I don't think they have a clue what they're doing. In other words, uh, I think Powell is just weighing it day by day until the, the recent Fed meeting they were uh, they were going, oh, no, inflation, don't worry about that, it's transitory, we're going to concentrate on unemployment. Well, suddenly then they come out and they change their tune a few days ago, and uh, and uh, they say, well, unemployment might be, you know, too high, so, you know, we're going to, that's going to, we're going to try to do something about that on our Fed mandate. Well, if, if unemployment is too high, it's because uh, unemployment benefits, and they say no child care, school's not in session, uh, you know, things like that going on, a COVID fear, you know, that, so people don't want to go back to work. So now they've got all these businesses, businesses is in high gear, but they can't find any workers. So uh, what, what does yeah. the Fed have to do with any of these issues that apparently they think is uh, affecting unemployment? Now, uh, uh, until just recently, they were going, yeah, and inflation, 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 you know, we were going to let it run hot. So... Like I told you last week, I bought some gold, and uh, so Kedron's goes down $7,000 in one week because I bought gold based on basically what the Federal Reserve was saying at the time. Now, they've changed their tune, so uh, that leaves me in a limbo. So uh, what, uh, what what do we do now? Now, I talked to Fidelity the other day, their fixed income, and uh, the, the conclusion they finally arrived at, well, Stock prices are too high. Bond prices are too high. We're kind of in a limbo. Nobody knows which way to go. And I said, yeah, I guess that's about the size of it. So what, what do you think about all of this? Oh, well, look, I mean, I, I think what we're really looking at here is, is is everything is too high because the Fed has flooded too much money into the system. Look, I mean, the Fed, there's so much money in the system. The Fed's having to try to sop it up now because the banks, they don't need it. They can't lend it. They don't know what to do with it, and so they're doing reverse repos. But, you know, to, to your question is, I think everything is very high in here. I think if you try to figure out, look, where are things going to go from here? And, and, and I think, 
I, I think the inflation is more real than people think. And, and, uh, and, and, I, and I think this, so everybody is positioned for inflation right now. And, and maybe that's the problem near term. But they're also positioned because they're very convinced they've all bought into the Fed's uh, transitory thinking. And so, like, look, so they got one foot in the door and one out of the door on the inflation. So the minute the Fed says something, that the boom, they, they're, they, you know, that we're tightening. That's it. The inflation's over. The, the, all these hedge funds, all these people got out of their inflation place. Well, that doesn't mean the inflation's going to be over. What if, what if the inflation lasts more than nine months? What if it isn't transitory? Okay. Now, now I, you go well. What are the chances of that? And if you look through inflations in history, rarely do you get a nine-month surge in inflation and it backs off. Most inflations are about two and a half years in, in running, Randy. And, and so, I, I so and now you would say, well, look, the, the, the freebie checks are running out. Yes, but but they're going to spend at the highest level of GDP since World War II. They got a six trillion dollar budget for the 2022 budget, which is what they're looking at now. Uh, I mean, these are extraordinary numbers. So, so I don't, I don't see it going away. It, it, and I think what's happened is, is China and the U.S. are very concerned about inflation. China has now said, look, we're going to try to put down commodity prices. There's a lot of speculators out there. Uh, lumber prices have been plunging here over the last three weeks. Well, two th- what happened? Two things. People in the houses, when the lumber prices triple or quadruple, it could add $100,000 to the price of a house. And the second thing, there's an enormous number of people that Ford bought their lumber and also speculators that were holding back lumber on the market and letting the price go up. Well, they're now dumping. And so that is going, so commodity prices are going down here. But the, here's the problem. These commodities, this is what this is the mistake everyone's looking at. They're looking at the at the second derivative, which is the rate of the change of the commodities. Well, you know that's like looking at at at, at the at the at the second derivative of the nuclear missile bearing down, and you're going, oh, it's slowing down some. Well, it's still coming at you. It, 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 it you know it, it, the problem is is the price is are going up, and yeah, they're slowing down, and maybe they fall some. But the question: Are they going to go back down to levels where they were? A lot of a lot of these economists are convinced all these prices are going to come back down to where they were. I'm not seeing it when, when you've increased your money supply 23, 24 uh, percent. When, when, you, when you've got the, the Fed balance sheet up 83 percent in the last year and a half or so, when, you, when you've got the highest level of government spending in, 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 uh, in a generation, I mean, I think it might be more than a generation. World War II was what? That was 70, 75 years ago. So well, yeah, I know, so, I know what you mean about, about about inflation. It can be the prices can be sticky on the upside. And if you I lived through inflation in the seventies, and it took Volcker to come in in the early eighties to, uh, to 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 raise you know double digit interest rates and choke off the economy. So I think that uh, we might be getting into something like that now. If the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates, strengthen the dollar, yeah, that may lower prices of commodities. But what I'm thinking is. All these all these companies are having to raise their uh, wages. That uh, and if they're just paying a bonus one time, that's one thing. But if they're raising all their raises to fifteen twenty dollars an hour from what it was, is the minimum. It, it's pretty hard to just be baked into the. Uh, yeah, but when you look at it, there's actually something. Let me see here. The the uh, the business. 
if you look at the business numbers, which are basically business in, uh, sentiment, the, the manufacturing, the ISM, uh, the, the uh, conference board, those things are all really taking off. And that, that's what the business is. And what I'm hearing from a lot of businesses who are raising 5% now, in a couple months we're going to raise another 5 7%, some 10%. And, and so the commodities, the bases have gone up because all the speculators ran into that. They ran the price of everything up. They're going to stay up, but they're backing down some. But the problem is still they still can't get the semiconductors. Just saw a story in the Wall Street Journal. They're looking to 2022 for shortages to continue. All these companies are having to raise prices. Uh, the wages at the lower, low, mid and lower level wages, lower in particular, are, are going up across, across the board for people in, in the United States. And so what that's doing is that's forcing the price up of, 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 of food, of services. Uh, and so, so, so the inflation in manufacturing is, 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 is shifting from commodities in your inputs uh, economic inputs into the services, into the manufacturing sector. So they're going to have to push up the prices. Uh, we ate at, at Wendy's. Uh, we're on a trip. Uh, a, a, a double cheeseburger. I mean, a double a hamburger, uh, a chicken sandwich, uh, a a craft lemonade, and a large diet coke. That basically ran eighteen dollars and fifty cents. I could not know French fries. I could not believe it. Yeah, and, see that, 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 that that's what I noticed in inflation before. You got a you got a three dollar plate lunch, and then about six months later, you got a six dollar plate lunch, and prices go up. Wages are lagging, and nobody can afford to pay those prices, so they don't go to these restaurants that go out of business. Now, in terms of what what they're doing also is it looked like to me they're beginning to flatten the yield curve. I've noticed that the short end of the three months, six months, and then that range down there is beginning to come up now. And also the 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 the, the longer bonds, the thirty years, have gone down to around two percent. So that's going to hurt the banks in their uh, their net interest margin. So. Uh, was, yeah. You know, like I said, there's, there's there's no way to hide now. I heard you talking about you're going to be talking about gold later on. I'll, I'll be looking to hear about that, so uh, I'll let you go and let other people talk. Okay, thanks a lot, Randy. I mean, look, I think this is what we're dealing with is, is this type of stuff, and 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 so and, I, and I'm going to expand upon those, but but really, so this inflation is now surging to other areas of the economy. It's coming through, and and so we're not seeing it slow down. And the problem, as Randy talked about, you're getting a flattening of the yield curve to some extent, but the problem is still they're at close to zero. Typically, it's been 3.5% move in Fed funds. Well, they're so, they're so far what's kind of behind the curve on this that it's going to take them a long time to catch up. And, 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 I, and I, 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 if interest rates, look, given if Fed funds were at 3 or 3.5%, and they raised them up to five and a half. I go, oh, oh, whoa, there's a problem. Oh, this is costing us money. But if, if, but if the Fed funds are at zero and they go up to one and a half, who cares? I mean, that's the problem they're kind of running into. What I don't think they understand, this is like the, the, like the speed of light. When you hit the speed of light, things change. It, things don't act like they normally would. When you, when you take interest rates to zero at such ultra, they don't act like they normally would when you're higher up the curve, and that's the difference. Hey, do we have any more phone calls here? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they have a clue on what they're doing, and they're still close to zero. Okay, Ted, thanks a lot. I appreciate your talk. Thanks, Randy. Jennifer, do we have any more calls? Yeah, we have Stephen on the phone. Okay. 
Stephen, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Good morning, sir. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, um, you got a question for us. Yeah, I'm going to expose a lot of ignorance uh, with this question, and so I apologize to you for showing it to you and the world. I don't understand Bitcoin. Uh, the volatility, as I hear, Bitcoin swing is just incredible. I mean, it can go from 30000 to 15000 a day. If Eli, Elon Musk sells one of his cars for 45000 so obviously that's a fire sale, right? And Bitcoin's yeah. worth thirty k, and that's approximately one and a half bitcoins. Now, if you take a twenty percent hit in a day, that gets down to twenty. A thirty percent hit in a day, it goes down to twenty k per coin. That's two and a quarter bitcoins. How how do you sell something on a a money base that fluctuates that quickly? How do you turn it into? Okay. How do you stop it from losing? value while it's in your account until you convert it to something else? That's, that's actually a good question. And by the way, when it comes to, you know, lack of understanding in the, in the Bitcoin market, you're in real good company in a very big group. But uh, the, what, they, what would they would do in that case is, is that once they get the contract, they, they would call up probably Tesla's headquarters and they would immediately sell it uh, at one of the exchanges is what they'd be looking at. So they would hedge it out immediately. Uh, you know, the, the other problem is, is how do you deal with with it with a currency that has these massive swings? I think it hit sixty three thousand, and it went down to thirty thousand in a very short order, and it came up, and it was close to forty. And so, uh, we're really seeing a lot of that type of stuff. Uh, hold on, just a second here. Let me get this phone off. Which should have been uh, the what, what, this should have been. Uh, uh, you know, they're able to sit there and uh, and get this stuff. Uh, the Bitcoin, uh, let me see, I kind of lost my train of thought on that. So that they hedge out the Bitcoin, but, but the problem is how do you deal with this type of stuff? The, to answer your question is there's lots and lots of younger people that have, that have invested in Bitcoin. They've doubled, tripled, quadrupled, made 10, sometimes you know 100 times their money, and they have a lot of cash out there. And so those are the main players in this thing. And they, they're starting to get some corporations in it. Elon Musk bought some and some other companies. And that's when the Fed kind of acted, and, and that's when the Treasury, through Janet Yellen, made some remarks about we're going to look at the taxes. They're trying to slow this thing down. But, but uh, to, your, to, to your question is, the, the, the actual Bitcoin, they immediately hedge it out in the market, which is going to depend. Now, Tesla might have a deal with someone where they, it costs them maybe a half a percent or less to get out. Sometimes it's 2% for other people. I know, but they have to get out quick. And, and maybe even before the money is transferred in the Bitcoin wallets or whatever, however that works, if a mom and pop hangs a sign on says we take Bitcoin, they're not big enough to do that hedging. How can they tolerate that kind of swing? Now, I understand if it swings oh, they, up, that's great. But if, if, if it's like inflation and you get 30% inflation in a day on, on that uh, tender, how do they deal with that? Well, that's the problem you run into is, is, is if you're a smaller, smaller thing, it really makes no sense. And, and, and keep in mind that Bitcoin, I want to say, and I'm likely wrong on this, but I, I think they can only do like a 1,000 transactions a second or it might be 500, you know, I don't know what it is, transactions per second. The Ethereum you can do like 10, 10 or 100 times more transactions a second. The Bitcoin is, should really... I don't, I don't think Bitcoin will ever really be used for 
for smaller transactions, but for bigger transactions. I give an example: the the president of El Salvador, uh, he's made Bitcoin, you know, kind of the official currency. Well, why did he do that? And the answer is real simple: because a lot of of, of money is repatriated back. To, to El Salvador for people working in the United States. Well, a lot of these, these workers are paying, you know, five or 10%, uh, to get, to get the money sent back to their country. Well, what he realized is if, if he can get Bitcoin, they can, they can convert for maybe one or 2% and send it down, down to their relatives in, in El Salvador. So it, it's really going to be for bigger amounts of money, that type of thing. But, but with the volatility, it is a problem. Make no mistake about it. Okay, well, uh, thanks. Thanks for trying to help me understand. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's there are exchanges out there that'll trade that that you you know you can you can, you can keep your your Bitcoin at the exchange, and then you can sell it for dollars pretty quickly. Cool. Okay, well, I think that's probably something I am not going to experiment with. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, look, if you're in China or something, and you know, you know, you could lose all your wealth instantaneously, or you might have to flee the country. It's not a bad idea to have ten percent of your money in Bitcoin. Yeah, no. sir. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care. Good question. You as well. So, we're coming up here in another quick break right here on the Max Out Savings. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings, investments, and retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Uh, that's, uh, you can also uh, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com, sign up for our free newsletter. We send out about once a month. I've got to get the, the new one out here. We're talking a lot about these different issues in the market. What are the markets going to do? What gold, silver? We're covering them all. Uh, a couple. Of, I wanted uh, uh, oil. Oil is up around uh, 71.64 a barrel, and and that's that. That's a pretty good price for everybody. And looking, 
Uh, Jennifer, do we have a phone call? Yes, we have Brett on the phone. Hello, Brett. Hello, Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, thank you. You had a question for us. Yes, uh, I, I do. You were talking about inflation. About affecting, you know, everyone's bottom line, basically, and, and, you know, different ways to handle that. Um, I kind of wonder, though, um, if this was kind of pressed upon, you know, politically, and this was created to make this happen, to try to get people to increase the uh, minimum wage uh, artificially versus electing and voting in the opportunity for that. You know, that's a good question, uh, Brett, because if you look at the Fed, as we talked about earlier, it makes no sense. And almost most most really smart investors on Wall Street are like, this makes no sense. What is the Fed doing? These people are crazy with this type of inflation and this type of economy for not them to be tightening. And to your point, it's pushing up in wages at the lower end. Uh, you know, I think that's, that's a very astute point. There's, there's a good possibility here because this makes no sense for them not being more aggressive with the inflation. And the Fed will say they're trying to boost uh, un- boost employment for minorities, and, 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 and which, which, which this – I mean, right now the jobs are out there, but, but since they have the, the unemployment benefits, which are so good, they, 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 people can't get workers, so the wages are going up. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point and definitely a possibility. And the reason I wonder is because, you know, when the first release bill came through, there was one senator that – they wouldn't sign unless there was a $600 a week federal assistance, and that was Bernie Sanders. Uh, he supported $15 an hour, and if you look at the $600 over 40 hours, that's $15 an hour. It's a symbolism. And, you know, Obama was trying to do that. It didn't happen. He got the federal employees' minimum wage increased, and that was taken care of. But for the whole entire nation, that didn't happen. And you have to wonder, well, why would they do that? Well, when you increase the minimum wage, just like you're seeing now, people are paying more inflation's happening, inflation happens. And so that doesn't really help anyone on the low end because their costs go up, housing costs go up. But at the end of the day, taxes go up without having to change any of the tax laws. Yeah. No, it's, that's a good point. By the way, Bernie Sanders is nobody's fool. And so good, good point. Thanks for the call. Yeah, so I was just curious. So thank you for, for asking and explaining that. Sure thing. Yeah, no, that's a good, interesting point because wages are definitely going up out there. I, at the lower end, I, I want it really at the lower end more so than, than other areas. So, so, but, but this is, this is again, this, this is all part of the fabric of the inflation embedding itself in the system. And, and, and the inflation is, is really a tax on, on, uh, on working people because they're the ones that, that, that have a higher percentage of their, of their, uh, salaries go into food, housing, and things like that, which are skyrocketing in price. But think of how many people's brackets potentially might change due to the, as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be pushed up. No, good call. Thank you very much. Thank you as well. The, yeah, so, so this is anyway. So this is what we're looking at here. Uh, the looking at, at 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 the oil prices again. This is another sector inflation. Oil's going up there. I mean, it, the prices are going up. Uh, uh, it's amazing. I, I, we've seen huge cuts in 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 capital. Uh, is, is there a line open, Jennifer? Because I'm getting a little bit of, of hissing on the phone. There. Okay. Uh, the 
oil, oil and gas are going up. This is part of the fabric of the inflation. And, and what we've seen, the, the lower levels of, of, of capital spending, I think this is more permanent than people realize. There's an interesting story here about the, the, the dividends on oil companies are going up. And, and Devon Energy, they, they put out a 1.5% dividend. You go, well, that's, you know, that's so-so. But then they said, look, 50% of our free cash flow, uh, it, we're, we're going to pay out in a dividend going forward. And so the dividend they're expecting for 2021 it could be it could be seven percent dividend, which is really fantastic. And and the other oil companies looking at dividends, but but what makes this important is with these higher dividends payouts that they're not going to go for all out to get production. They're going to go all out to produce cash flow, which means they might go with lower oil production, but they make and make more money on it. And also since they'll be since Devon's going to be paying out fifty percent of their cash flow. Ex, uh, their free cash flow. That means that's less money they'll be able to spend on on uh, new production, and so this is going to hold down production. And, and this is something even Exxon, who's got a phenomenal dividend, a lot of the analysts are expecting to increase their dividend. Uh, and, and so this is this is something uh, we see. I mean, I, I think this is a real fundamental shift in the oil and gas sector now, with all the pressure on global warming, on climate change, and CO two. The oil companies are less likely to go full bore for production growth. They're only going to do it if they can get really good returns and, and over longer-term stuff, and, and, which means there's going to be less production available. And, and so this is going to be good for the oil sector, which is still a very cheap sector in the market, and, uh, and we think it's going to do quite well. That's something we're, we think about. So let's take a look at... Uh, at, at the, uh, I want to take a look at some of the markets here. No, the market really did not do well this week at all. Uh, looking at, at, at the uh, at the indices, uh, the, the Dow, for instance, really it, it really sold off once the Fed started talking, and it was down about three point four five percent. But more importantly, is it broke the fifty day moving average. And the NYA, which is a New York Stock that that's the uh, exchange stock, that was down. That broke the the 50-day moving average. The S&P 500 broke the 50-day moving average. Now these have broken them over time, but back in May they held up pretty well. And so this is this bears watching to see see what's going to happen in here with, with some of these stocks. They're very expensive. The market's very expensive up here, and you're starting to see some breakdowns here. I mean, there seems to be a real fundamental shift overall. Uh, and and again, the dollar had a huge move up, and that's not good for for a lot of multinational corporations because the, if the dollar goes up, that means their profits from from that from overseas sales drops off, and particularly some of the tech companies. So this is, again, it looks like a, sh- a lot of shifts, but we don't think the, the inflation story is going to go away, but, but, but we could see a lot of shifting around in the market. We, we, we still, I, I still think that Wall Street is underestimating how much generally across the board the commodity producers are going to make. You know, we, we did some numbers on some steel companies, and, and steel could still, uh, you know, they, 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 you know, one company raised their price from I think four billion dollars in, in in cash flow to five billion dollars in cash flow, it, it, and then if you looked at their, their what they were saying, well, the, the steel prices was twenty percent higher or so. It seems like then even that number right now, so you, the steel could still fall down, and they would still beat these numbers, and that that's something. 
the, the first phase of the inflation is the commodity, demand for commodities as companies ramp up. The second phase is, is, is the inflation is, is, is going to be the manufacturing sector, your automobiles, your tractors, your, your, your computers, and they're dealing with and the prices. going. Through. And then the third phase is going to be the services sector. And we're starting to see it in the services sectors, too. And so we're working through each phase of the market, which, which means this, this inflation move is more substantial. We still think it's about a two-and-a-half-year move, and something we're going to have to watch out. So coming up here, uh, last segment of the show, if you've got a question or comment, uh, now's the time to get in, 713-339-1070. All right, so what do we... nope. Jennifer, do we have a call? Or? No, I accidentally pressed the button. We're fine. Okay, we're good. Uh, the, uh, uh, you know, one of the surprising things is, is, that, is that we've had the, the 10-year bond has dropped. Right now it's about 1.45, which is, if you look at it, that's where it was Back around back back in uh, 2019, it was dropping some, and then it went up to uh, back, right before the, the pandemic hit. It went up to about two percent. And, and one of the things we've talk, been talking about in more recent shows is th- this inflation and this move in the economy. This was happening. A lot of people understand. Look, what we're doing is we're just resuming the big trend. Big trends tend to keep moving. Once they start, that you know they're a little slow down, and then they pop back up again. And the idea of 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 reshoring our manufacturing to the United States because of China, re, re, rebuilding the supply chains, uh, the idea of, of of American made, the idea of rebuilding infrastructure, of rebuilding the United States under Trump was taking off. Interest rates are gone. All we're doing is resuming the trend. Uh, if you, people forget, we we had record unemployment, record low uh, uh, minority unemployment across you know Hispanic, African American, almost all sectors before the coronavirus hit, and then the coronavirus hit. So we were already seeing that. Well, now we're working back in. We, the labor market was getting tight. People forget the labor market was getting tight in, 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 in 19. As more and more people, they were hiring more and more record low unemployment rates at the time. And now we're, it's, now we can't find workers again. This is all part of a trend. This is this massive reshoring. But keep in mind, for the last 25 or 30 years, China has been moving massive amounts of, of, of manufacturing capacity overseas they, they, of our manufacturing. This has cost millions of jobs. Those are coming back. This is a big trend. So this is, this is going to continue to happen, and we're going to continue. So we've got to get the, the – uh, there's a big story in the Wall Street Journal today about chip manufacturing plants. Uh, that, that the majority of the chips are, are – we make about 12% of the semiconductor chips in the world. We used to make about 30, 35, give or take a little bit, uh, uh, of semiconductors. And now they're moving it back. Uh, the uh, Taiwan Semiconductor is putting a big plant in. Intel's putting plants in. Samsung is putting plants in. They're, moved, they're being told to put the plants back in the United States. So this is all part of a big trend. And, and, and so I think I, – I don't, I don't see – uh, the 10-year the, the falling. When you've got uh, basically we're running at a 5% plus inflation right now in our most recent numbers that came out, uh, look, it makes no sense to have a 1.4% treasury. These things are going to go higher over time. So you want to continue to maintain for your retirement shorter-term bonds. Right now, rates have fallen. And we talked about earlier in the show, the reason is is because there's a lot of big hedge funds that were short 
bonds or short the dollar, and they got squeezed by the Federal Reserve, and they all panicked, and they had to sell as, as the dollar jumped up and, and rates unexpectedly fell. But that, that, that's going to kind of reverse itself over time. Something to think about. Uh, what, another topic I wanted to oh, spend some time working on this weekend We've been a, a big supporter of, of uh, Christians Engaged. It's it's a uh, uh, a, a charity that 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 helps Christians and churches engage in politics, so they can understand politics, they can understand how government works, and 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 and, and they can get involved. And uh, and, and uh, Bunny Pounds, a friend of mine, has started it up. And and there's been a lot of support for her. She's got some fantastic people backing her up. She's uh, putting it together. They've started up in Dallas, and they've been moving into different parts of the state that are going to be coming to Houston. Well, she just received a letter from the uh, IRS that her 403B3 charity exemption was denied. And... uh, and, and and so uh so it based on on uh their religious beliefs and the teachings of the bible is a republican is a republican uh agenda and 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 so 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 she was denied it so if you're teaching the bible you don't get the benefits that that say Michelle Obama and her vote, her get out the vote uh for minorities uh 403b has and and, and so so this is a this is a really big deal. She's been on Fox. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get her on the show. But but if if you want a way to support uh, Christians getting involved in government and bringing back Christian beliefs into government, uh, her charity Christians Engage is a phenomenal way to go. I think she's going to be on Fox coming up here this weekend. This is a big story because they're starting to deny Christian charities. Uh, the, the ability to help get out the vote. Anyway, we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering.